You've just heard part one of Describe Your Worst Breakup. Here's part two. I think she was, I, I think you also got to look at it and go, um, you were coming from a different place than she probably was at that time too, because you're, you're talking about you were coming from your first marriage where there was a lot of, uh, probably stress and confusion and a lot of hurt. And I saw that on your face too. So, you know, I was also excited about, you know, the relationship you was having with her because I knew what you had came from. So, you know, to me, it looked like someone that was genuinely caring. I can't even say, unfortunately, your first marriage, I saw that with her, even though y'all did get married. But with this person, I saw that there was a genuine care. So I could see how much that hurt you. But for you not to say something, I think it had a lot to do with your first marriage. I think it was because you know, you gave of yourself and it didn't work. So now you're coming into another situation. Everything seems right, but you still, which I think a lot of people do, you withhold some, a certain part of you that doesn't allow you to fully commit to that person. Right. And even though you were really, you know, I could tell you really, really loved her because you're not going across, you're not going across the, half the world to go see someone if you don't care about them. But then to get over there and then get that type of, that type of uh, situation. I could only imagine how you were sitting on that plane coming back. And, and, And so when you got back, you know, I remember you being fully engaged in taking care of yourself physically, but probably not when I look back at it, because as you say, we were young, we're doing what we're doing. You were fully engaged physically, but you weren't, you know, you weren't fully engaged mentally, which is the part that you probably need to heal from. Um, Jay, you're, you're right. And she may have felt that from the first marriage, that maybe I wasn't fully, even though I was there, I wasn't fully there. Maybe she felt that. And um, that's where my lack of communication uh, I needed to bring it up. It's called growing up, bringing it up. And I I always knew I had a lack of communication because I've always been fairly quiet. But with her, I didn't have a problem with communicating at all. She was probably the first lady I could really we just chill. I mean, we could sit for hours and talk about nothing, but just talk or just be quiet. We were just that comfortable. And she used to just look at me and sometimes say, uh, no. And then I'm like, I didn't even ask you nothing. She's like, oh, I know what you're thinking. No. And then I'm like, oh, you know what's going to happen. And then she just started laughing. That's the kind of communication we had. And, um, Probably for the most important thing where you just get down on your knees or just get down and say, you know what? Let's just stop all this. You're my world. Let's slow it down. Back up. Because she used to say that. Sometimes we'd be arguing. One time we were arguing. She said, Gary, I'm tired of arguing. Take me to eat. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I just didn't do nothing but laugh because what we were arguing was stupid. I can't even remember what it was, but I guarantee you it was stupid. Right. Because when you're young, you just argue about stupid stuff anyway. But she said, just take me out to eat. And we just went out there and forgot about it. And she said that a couple times. And probably at that time, you know what? I should have said, stop. You don't have nothing to prove to me. I know you can function on your own. You're my world. Let's just make it our world. Let's slow it down. And she probably needed to hear it and she would have been fine. And then maybe not, but either or there would have been some type of closure there. She would have had that option. And I know what option she would have took if I knew how to talk. Okay, we're going next. We're going to hear from Eric. Describe your worst breakup. God damn, son. I have so goddamn many. Guinness Book of World Records is calling me, man. But look, here is the ultimate one right here. All right, here's the one. We're going to call her S in college. All right, we're going we're gonna to leave it at that. Now, she was not the most attractive thing in the world. She was not. She absolutely was not. I ain't going to even lie to you. I ain't going to even lie to you. She was not. Woo, man, she was not. <laughs> 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 but she 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 adored me though it was like you know you coming in you know you didn't came from another environment to come in here and look and the, the first person that that i encountered was her in my eyes right you know i seen some of that right so even with all the shenanigans that I did, no matter what I did, she was always there. Not only that, I didn't even have a car at that time. I used to like catch the Greyhound to go see her. No, I was, I was, I was, I guess I was in love, you know, I was doing it. But here's the thing. Here was the problem, right? I really dogged her out completely. And uh, the bottom line was that when the rubber hits the road, when I was really trying to mature and whatnot, she said, bye-bye. She left. And I didn't find out until the day that she was leaving why she left. She left because of me. So she transferred to another college. I said, wow, ain't that something? Well, I feel bad about that. But I did get in a relationship after that that y'all knew about. I did do that. But that did never top hers. Because I didn't know this. I mean, I think the day before she was about to go that I was in her room. And you would swear up and down that I was in there having a fight with her. And I never told none of y'all this because we're all doing our own things. But she left because of me. She left the school because of you? She left, yeah. She, she transferred because of me. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. School. Yeah, she transferred. She what transferred. did you do to her? Bruh, what didn't I do? Tell us what you did. I mean, what did I do? I mean, if, 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 it, if it was a marriage, I would have been, been fornicated and had relations and did everything. I mean, I was trying to, this is before that y'all got here. And my first, that first year, she was the first person I met. So she was the first person I met. Of course, you're going to cling to that, especially where I came from. So I did. But in the process, I just couldn't stop. It just kept calling me and it kept calling me. And it's, I remember it was so bad, right? I was literally downstairs doing something, and she heard me upstairs. So this was in the dorms? Yeah. 
I, yeah. Okay. We were in school in the dorm. Yeah. College. Okay. Yeah. And she just couldn't take it. And then when I did move on, right, and that's when E comes into play, she couldn't take it no more. And I didn't know this until the day of her moving out. And I remember when her whole family came and whatnot. I felt I feel like I was about to go to jail. I mean, I feel like they was going to shoot me. They're going to do something. But that right there, that bothered me for a long time. I just never shared it. That bothered me for a long time. Because here was the thing. She came to where I was at when I wasn't in, in school before I moved out here. And I went down there. And when I went down there, they kind of opened. It was just, I mean, I used to write letters to her every day. You know, weird, crazy, nerdy stuff like that. I would literally get paper because I didn't handle money. And I would write letters. And that's how we did back and forth. She still has those letters to this day. So you knew her before we got to college? You got yeah, to college? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so you guys had a prior relationship? Yeah. Huh? You had a prior relationship with her before we got to college? Before her? No. I, I came straight from point A to point B. But that was the main one that I had was with her my freshman year before y'all got Okay, before we got there. Yeah, before y'all got Y'all came in my sophomore year. Right. Okay. So the thing of it was, was this, that... I just couldn't stop. I just had, it was like, you sit there, and if, if I thought to use something to send, I was on it, like that. And knowing that she's sitting up there watching all this and putting up with it, which do was think, Do you think that you, you maybe subconsciously did that because she wasn't cute, and you knew that she was going to be there for you, or you felt like she was going to be there for you no matter what you did? So you just went ahead and... Probably, yeah. But here's the thing. I didn't consider myself no Billy D. Williams either, okay? Let's keep it real. I, I wasn't either. So <laughs> it was just two ugly people getting together and making some positivity here, you know? You know, you got to understand that. I got, I got the gift of gab. That's what got me over, see? You know, I had a jerry curl. You got the man over here cutting my hair the first time ever, you know? That's what I'm saying. I had a, you know, I was ready for the world, dripping all that, and you, you know? And here is this girl that comes out of the country... I mean, out of a, of a suburban area in the middle of nowhere, comes out to here and takes a liking to me in two days. And all I did was, if I needed money, she had it. If I needed to go here, done deal. If I, I, there was nothing she, I wouldn't do. I was literally hugged up with another woman trying to get out, and she walked right past me. That's how bad it was. Like, she just tolerated it until she didn't know more. And I didn't realize how much did I really, really like her until she left and told me the reason why she was leaving? Were you in love with her? Probably was, yeah. Well, I, was she, I, I know she was in love with you. I was in love with the, with the fact that somebody actually gave a flying fig about me. I must keep it real with y'all because you know where I come from. So just to the fact that somebody cared about me that was right there, I didn't care about the looks, this, that, and other. I looked at what's inside of her. And even though I fucked that up too, I did. Well, probably you didn't answer the question. Did you love her? Probably. I just said, yeah. After again, probably after she did left. Did you or did you? So not? you found out that you loved her after she left. Yeah. You said, "I love you." Yes. Now. Yes. And what's the last time you talked to her? Oh, I talk to her all the time now. You tell you love her? No, of course not. <laughs> you talk to her all the time now. Yeah, talk to her all the time. You don't love her no more. You see her? No, I don't see her. No. Is she single? Yeah. She was married, but her old man died of COVID. And you're talking to her, and y'all haven't hooked up yet. No, I have not hooked up. I ain't, bro, why well, I got to lie about this? I didn't I say you Never lie. lie about that. I no, I have not hooked up. One thing you've never have done is lie. I ain't gonna lie about it. I was that. asking you because I know you. So, yeah, I, I'm telling you who I am. Exactly. Let's go. I, so, what, what are some of the things, give us some, what are some of the things that caused the breakup, Eric? Well, I mean, let's, I, let's, let's, let's get us into some specifics. 
But so this is this, right? You got to understand yeah. that I've been independent, even with a family, all my life. When I came down and somebody gave me some attention, which is the opposite sex, what do you think? Okay, so being that I do not know myself, and I say this wholeheartedly because I know you're here, you're here a female, right? I'm not here to push any punches. I was a dog. As a freshman, I'm going to here in this old environment, all these women, right, that I can go ahead and grab at, right? I didn't look at the most important person that was in front of me as showing me what a relationship was about. That was her. I overlooked all of that. Because I, I got away with it, first of all. Because you was taking them all down, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I knew you were. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That was my common goal. I don't know where that came from. I guess I was in a, a kid in a candy store. Right. That's what it was. I was a kid in a candy store, uncontrollable. Until she told me that the reason why she's leaving this college is because of me. Wow. I'm not even married to her. I mean, we laugh about it to the, today, but back then... That's, that was serious. That was serious. That was very, very serious that she had that kind of love for me. And my dumb ass messed it up. So I look at now, what I'm doing now, I think differently about certain things. And, and like I said, that was the stem of it. But I literally messed that up. And that, somebody that, to say that I ain't even married to her, yeah. to say that, bro, that's deep. Did you apologize to her? Oh, Has yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. She was a nice girl. She was. She was a nice girl. She was. She, she, and you could tell that she was down for you. All the way down. But there was a couple other ones that were that, that were down for you too. So well, yeah, that's true too. But I don't know how you were able to that. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, though. See, I have to own up to that. And yeah, and you do. here's the thing: when I was giving my uh, affirmations with that or my reflections on that, I talked about that. I said, "Why couldn't you just?" told me that before because I'll change in a heartbeat especially if I know I'm going down the wrong pathway and you, right. you guys can attest to that I've been down that pathway 100,000 times but the thing of it is and the thing of it is if that was one that I had to go back and change I would have changed that most likely I probably I probably would have married her yeah you would have married I would have married her I remember you too I remember that when we was working in the movie yeah that I'm gonna marry her yeah I remember you telling me that. That was on her way, stage exit right. I'm out of here. <laughs> That's when I said, when I told you that, she was on her way out the door. Yeah, I remember you. And you know how hard it is? Because she come from a big family, and I had to sit there, and I'm sitting over on my side of the dorm, and she was going over there. And you watching a movie. And watching a movie. Whole family looking at me like I'm crazy. The whole, and she got a big family. I wanted to whoop your ass. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I thought. But here's what she did. I'm going to show you how even it just hurt me that much more. She walked over to me because I was in disarray that she was leaving. She gave me a hug and she gave me a kiss. She said, don't ever say that you never had it good. That was the last thing I heard from her at that time. And you know, when you, you, you look back at it and you think about that time, like Chris was saying, you know, we all were in that position where, you know, girls were shooting at us. And it's just the truth. There's nothing that we can hide or try to play that game. But when I looked at it, I also believe that they knew that this girl was good for you and that she and they were all in there trying to block that because they knew, you know what I mean? And so we, you know, on the other hand, being young and not understanding like we were, mm -hmm. we were, you know, we were caught up. Yeah, we were caught and, up. And, and, and 
you know, we also want to be transparent about it yeah. because I believe at that time, a lot of the young girls that were coming at you at that time, E, they knew about her. Yeah. They knew and they knew what they were doing. And, you know, at that time, we all being but immature, we, we got caught up in. But see, the whole thing is, and I'm going to elaborate on the immaturity. Because I know for a fact from my part, I listened to Jeff and I listened to Chris. It didn't help that we teased you about her yeah, constantly. That is and true. that that's was true. not right. Right. And Good point, Gary. First of all, I didn't even realize you was that serious about her until you told me I'm gonna marry her. And then that it when that's I was like, man, we've been talking about this girl, talking about this girl like she's nothing. And that was wrong because we were encouraging your negative behavior because we wasn't enforcing. Basically, we wasn't supporting her side because we were just looking at the physicality part and what she was bringing to the table, making you a better person and making your life easier. We weren't even taking that into account. All we were talking about is making jokes. Because I can remember all the jokes we made. We would sit there for hours and just roast <laughs> you. And you would just sit there and laugh and take it. And sometimes you would get kind of pissed off. But we would just roast you, roast you. As soon as we started talking, you started talking mess, we would start roasting her. And we didn't even know this beautiful mm. lady. Mm. We didn't even know she was doing all this for you. Wow, we, didn't. we didn't even know all this. And we was contributing to your negative delinquency and negative behavior. And honestly, that's just as much our fault as your fault. I don't, you know, I I don't put blame on it, though. I wouldn't put blame on it because we were young. We were young. I was naive. I didn't didn't know if I was coming or going. I'm in college. I'm a brother out of the hood going to a college. I'm like, that's an honor in itself. Yes, you know, and yes, but what I'm saying is, we were a little older. We should have knew better, and we shouldn't have stopped. Yeah, we were too selfish and just too worried about making jokes instead of saying, you know what, Eric, this girl's doing everything but wiping your backside. You know what? You need to treat her a little better than what you're treating her. Yeah, and even though we were young. We knew better because Chris was in a relationship where he was treating his his woman very well, very well. Jeff had been in a relationship where he treated his woman very well. I never had a relationship before because I just couldn't talk and I didn't talk to nobody. But I knew I was getting started with one because Chris introduced me to one that I met. And that was my first one. And I treated her well, even though. It wasn't a love. I treated her well. We knew how to treat people, and we did not treat her persona and your respect for her well. But 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 here's the thing, though, right? I mean, we we and as we sit here and talk, and I'm I'm glad that the people are they're going to be listening to this. That everything is a learning experience because if you look at what we did then and look at what we're doing now, just think about the people behind us. And what they got going on in this crazy life right here. See, and I know you deal with it a lot. You dealt with it, Gary. Chris definitely dealt with it. And 
I dealt with it, and she dealt with it. We all dealt with it. But the thing of it is, I'm glad I had the experience to do that because just think if I didn't have that, just think if you didn't joke, you didn't come at me a certain type of way, how really messed up I would be because everything has a what they call a wake-up call. Yeah, man, but in a sense, bro, you really didn't. I'm going to be honest because, you know, me and me, I'm, I'm, I'm a straight hitter, straight shooter now, you know. But you didn't defend her. I told you. No, I didn't. Wait, you didn't defend her. We're cracking about her. You know, talk, cracking jokes about her. And you're laughing. And sometimes you're laughing, but you didn't defend her. And I think if you would have said, hey, man, I don't appreciate you talking that way about, my, about, about her. I think we would have we we ceased to do it. But we were talking and making jokes, and you were riding along with it. You were laughing. I, I didn't I just lead off with what? What did I lead off with? But I, I let off with a girl that was not all that great, great looking. Though. I gave all the negatives first. I know. Period. But I think, you know, I also look at it, too. I hear everything you said, Chris, and I hear everything you said, Eric, and everything you said, G. We, it, it do come down to, I can understand why he wouldn't have defended. You know, we, we the older guys. And he's and it's like his first situation. Exactly. Yeah. And he's not really, you know what I mean. In essence, he didn't became my little brother, and he don't want to let us down. Right. And he's kind of looking at us like, you know, man, these dudes, man, they they my boys, and I see what's going on with them. And even though they kind of coming, he saw kind of our aura around that place at the right. time. Our aura on that campus was, you know, hey, Chef Chris Rowland. We kind of do what we do, and people, you know, some people were scared of us. Yeah. Some people didn't know how to respond around us, and we just knew to the facility. But it, it seemed like we've been there forever. Yeah. And so with E, you know, seeing us, you know, I can see him taking on our, you know, our little brother. He was our little brother, and he don't want to upset the apple cart. But at the same time, it fueled, like G said, it fueled him going in that other direction. It fueled him the same direction we was all going in. Be honest with you, and getting over the hurts and all the stuff that we were getting through. But then, you know, out there, you know, doing the dirt we were doing. Let's be honest about it. Ooh, a lot of dirt. We were doing but a lot see, of dirt, man. But see, the whole thing is, once he told me I'm gonna marry her, one thing I didn't do, I never said nothing bad about her right. again, because that told me there he was serious. Yeah. Because I'm like, man, this cat talking about. Getting married? And I was thinking, man, I don't even have a girlfriend yet. <laughs> not only with me. I'm like, he's talking about getting married. married. And I just, I just want, want somebody to say hi to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm marrying Dark Vader. Shit. That's what I'm marrying. Dark motherfucking Vader. <laughs> At the time. You know? But again, I would have got past all of that. Because my thing is that, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm an inner person, and that's what I look like. But again, I, I have no excuse. I, I'm glad I got to go through experience. I'm glad I got going through it young. And that, that was mine, so. Santana, describe your worst breakup. When did you know it was over? And did you heal from it? Okay. Um, my worst breakup was my divorce that finally ended in 2002. Um, but it was a treacherous, to say the least, two years that I have ever had in my entire life. 
Um, it, okay, so I knew it was over when he came in to the house he moved out of, which was the one I was in, at 2 in the morning with a gun. He came in there um, to see who I was sleeping with. Um, he didn't find anybody. Never mind that he was living less than a mile from my house with the chick he cheated on me with. So he left his bed with her to come to my house at 2 in the morning to see who I was messing with. Control freak. <laughs> you think? <laughs> um, yeah, that night... Um, I, uh, he still had keys to the house, um, because we had split up. He, he moved in with her and, um, but we were still co-parenting. So at that time, my daughter or our daughter was five months old, but he had two children from his previous marriage and I had two from my previous relationship. So he had keys because I worked, um, swing shift, graveyard, that kind of thing. So he had keys and he had access. Um, I didn't change the locks because I honestly thought that we were going to be able to co-parent. You know, that's that was the thought process at the time. Um, so at 2 in the morning, coming into the house, I hear keys, and then I'm like, what the hell? He came in searched every room, every under the bed, in the closet, not saying a word to me the entire time until after he was sure no one was there, and then said, where did he go? <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, the reason he asked me where he goes because he had been creeping around the windows, and I had actually been on the phone talking to somebody I had met. Right? We aren't together anymore. He's doing his thing. I had met somebody, but it hadn't gone anywhere yet, and we were just chatting. But he could hear a conversation going on through the window, so he assumed somebody was in the room with me. But this is how psychotic that whole thing is. Why? Are we, what are you doing outside the window at 2 in the morning? Right? So um, after a two-hour argument, um, I finally said, you know what? I'm over this. I'm ready to divorce you. And then he finally left. Um, the following weekend, he had um, he had our daughter, five-month-old daughter, with him. And he had called me, and I was working um, swing shift, so I didn't get off till 11. But he called me and said, hey, I'm going to drop her off to you after work. I'll meet you outside. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Why would you have our daughter out there at 11 o'clock at night dropping her off to me? But I said, okay. So I, I come out of work, and he's out there with, with the, the car seat and diaper, diaper bag and all this. And he says, hey, I left a present for you at home. I hope you like it. So I drove home. I opened the door. And looked for the light switch and no lights were turning on. 
Um, and I had my daughter in my hands, and I made it. I found my way to the other light switch, and I was finally to open, turn the light on and discover that I had absolutely no furniture whatsoever in my house. He had taken everything, uh, including all my clothing, toothbrush, toilet paper. He left nothing. The only things that were left in my house were my other two children's um, beds and their stuff because those weren't his kids. But he took everything. Bed, refrigerator. <laughs> he took everything. I was left with nothing. At the time, I had a really good friend who lived in, in my city, and I she lived down the street, really, so I went to her house in the middle of the night, and I was like, I need to borrow your phone. You know? Um, and... Um, at the time, it was so dark, I really didn't see the magnitude of everything. And I mean, you would think, right, I, I do see the magnitude, but there was just so much more to the scene when the daylight hours came. Um, I had, there was a barbecue grill in the back that he had burned my underwear. <laughs> my underwear. And I knew it was my underwear. Because, <laughs> yeah, because my, 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 my wires to my bras were in the barbecue grill. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, but that's some deep stuff. You gotta hate somebody if you're gonna barbecue some draws. Thank you. I was like, this twisted mofo. Oh my god. What in the hell? He need another job. Eric, you got another job for me? <laughs> yeah. I'm drawers. just listening. I'm trying to learn something, so you know, I'll be burning up no barbecue underwear around here. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm still listening. That's a demented. How do you even think of that? Oh, she got some draws. I'm a barbecue. No, I'm a, listen, listen. Later on, I found out because I asked this question later on when I could when I could actually have a conversation. Had your mind right? What What was the purpose of you burning my underwear? Well, I had seen that you had bought some new underwear, and no other mm-mm, was going to have get to see that that. They were my underwear. Really? Really? I'm going to buy some more. Like, help me. He goes, well, I felt like you used uh, my money to buy those underwear. So that's why they got burnt. <laughs> All you can do is say, You just heard part two of Describe Your Worst Breakup. Here's part three. <laughs> 